Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Born Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? Hiya, how are you doing? I'm hot, I'm wearing a t-shirt, and this studio's only gonna get warmer, quite frankly. Because you're in it? Yeah. <laughs> Just because we're, we're like in a box made I'm... of... Like these walls are like these dark black walls. It's kind of all. Mm, they're kind of sweaty as well. Sweaty walled. It's like a sweaty walled studio. studio. Yeah. I don't know why we went for a, like a leather finish, but uh, <laughs> look, we're classy guys. Classy guys in the uh, old Abronjaban studios, aren't we? Yes. I think we are. <laughs> I think we are indeed. I am here in the UK. I'm with Pete Donaldson mm. in the room. Um, and today we have got a special podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, it's just a normal podcast, but you'll also be able to watch it. On the Abroad Japan channel, mm. uh, probably be out a few weeks after the podcast, after you're listening to it now. Um, so if you want to go back and see us talking mm. and doing things, it'll mm-hmm. be cut down and refined for YouTube. And you can see what it looks like. You can see Pete in his NASA shirt. You can see me trying to conceal my stomach. The button's coming undone mm. on my shirt as I speak. It's a nice cut. <laughs> I like the cut on the on the old... Uh, I like the cut of your jib. You like the cut of my yeah. jib? I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> nice. There you go. Um <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I, yeah, I feel conscious because this is a difficult one. Like, because we, we got cameras, right? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we have to look at the camera and try and talk to the camera, and then not. Mm. And what? But you, you look but, very but, suspicious. Well, I, what I, are you I, doing? Just, I just sort of think that you can edit things out of videos, whereas the podcast we never really edit anything out. True. Well, this part of the podcast been... is going to be edited out of the video. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. Well, it's... so this is a bit of sneak sneak peek of a yeah, preview. Of what, this, what it's actually. This yeah. is... Behind the scenes excitement, okay, right. this, is. <laughs> this is. This is great. I've got to hide my coffee, put yeah. that over there, move things around a bit, mm-hmm. and now this will be where the video starts. Okay. But it won't be because I've realised that my notes are on the wrong bit of the iPad. <laughs> Crap! Nobbed! <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So, mm. both Pete and I have been very lucky to travel Japan like more than most people that yep. I know. I've been in Japan seven years now. I worked out the other day, of the 47 prefectures in Japan, I visited about 40 of them. How many times have you visited, Pete? How many I've, times have you visited Japan? Yeah, th- this year, I think, will be my 10th time. 10 times. That's too many. You have visited it? Japan more times than I have. Mm. And, and also, with my holidays, I'll sort of go to Beijing, or I'll go to 
um, uh, Taiwan or I'll go to, and then I'll have a little weekend in, right. in Japan just to kind of polish it off. Slap so it I don't on. think they really count. So I reckon it's about six times I've been. It's like Japan's like weeks. almost like a second home in Asia. Because you always seem to make a stop off at it whenever you go to Asia, to Beijing. Just or, want to see what's going on, guys. I want to I want to pick up some family chicky. Well, you do have a lot family of... Family And you can put your extensive Japanese skills to good use, of course. Yes, extensive Japanese... Nihongo skills <laughs> to good use. Best that... Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, let's skip over that. But uh, <laughs> these are places. So today we've come to you guys with 12 places in Japan that uh, that nobody knows about, which right. I think is a little bit dramatic. But 12 places that are outside of Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, the usual places people go. I want to try and get as many people going and exploring Japan uh, as possible this mm. year. Given we've got the Olympics coming up, mm. you know, lots of people are going to be coming. Go and do something new. Try and discover parts of Japan that have yet to be discovered. So these are places that left an impression on myself and Pete. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about why you should visit them and how easy they are to reach them. Um, and I'll kick things off with my first one. Um, my first one is Noboribetsu. Where is that? It is a hot spring resort in Hokkaido. Right. Uh, now, I went there about two years ago in winter. Very snowy place. Uh, it's a very dramatic hot spring. Uh, and it's famous for having the Jigokudani Hell's Valley, uh, which is this valley that pumps out 10,000 tonnes of naturally flowing hot spring water every single day. Wow. Uh, and you kind of rock up into the town. There's this kind of cloud of steam rising across the town. And you get to the end of the town. You get to the end of Noboribetsu, and there's just this big, huge valley and it's really quite picturesque in winter because it's covered in snow. Mm. But it's all steaming away by the hot, natural occurring mineral water. Mm. Um, but it's an incredible place. Like it's, I've been to many hot spring towns, and there are many across Japan. Noboribetsu is Hokkaido's most famous, um, and you can see why. It's kind of dramatic. It's kind of, kind of special. And there's a, there's lots of like little hot spring puddles lying around. You can just dip your feet in and warm them up, <laughs> which I think is quite nice. There's little. Forest, I, just, I, I, ju- I just never know why uh, sort of hot springs. Why is it not too hot? It's always just right. It's What's going on there? It's God. It's the will of God. It's the will of God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 yeah. Maybe it's rigged. Maybe it's just like hose pipes. Yeah, it's exactly. All, <laughs> just someone, it's a lie. Someone burning coal. Japan's somewhere. hot springs. It's all a lie. It's just it's just nonsense. Carefully, carefully placed hose pipes <laughs> pouring out the water. Um, but yeah, it's a good point actually. Yeah. yeah. Why is it always just? I guess if it's meeting the air. And meeting the water, it's going to kind of cool down a little bit, but I just, I just can't figure it out. Well, I wouldn't want to go in summer because it's too damn hot. I actually, right. I tend to avoid hot springs and onsens in summer. Right. It just feels a bit wrong sitting in some hot water on a hot day, you know. But in winter, from kind of late October to April, it's like the best time to get into a hot spring. Whenever I go, my favorite to, thing. Whenever I go to Japan, I'm invariably uh, hungover. So uh, <laughs> hot springs, um, onsens, things like that, perfect for a hangover. Sweat out all the alcohol. Yeah, hugely. <laughs> get in the cold. What an image. Cold uh, bin, then get in the warm bin, then get out the cold bin, and then just 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 rinse and a bin. Is that the technical term? On this bin? podcast, I do. Yeah, because right, okay. uh, yeah, I, I went for a word and I couldn't remember the word bath. So. That's how my life is going. Yes, bins and bath are interchangeable, aren't they? They're basically the same thing. Bins, bath and beyond. But uh, to get to Nobori Betsu, you can fly from Sapporo Chitose Airport. It takes mm. about 40 minutes by train from that airport. So it's quite easy to get to. Uh, and again, yeah, winter, beautiful place. Highly recommend it. I went mm. there. I loved it. Can't wait to go back. What about you, Pete? What's your first place? My first one's going to be uh, Miyazaki. Miyazaki, I've never yeah. been. Never been to you never been? I thought you did. Did you not do the Japan, um, Journey Across Japan? I did do the Japan. Journey Across Japan. But we didn't pass through Miyazaki because it's quite mountainous and it's kind of the wrong way. Yes, I okay, went right. through, um, I went towards Kagoshima rather than right. Miyazaki. Okay. And Miyazaki, yeah, my good friend Ryotaro always raves about it. It's beautiful. What Stunning. did you like there? What's good? 
Um, I just liked the piss. It was a bit surf towny, kind of like the the, the city was was interesting. Surf towny, surf towny. Uh, but there's a lot of people just enjoying the water, and uh, yeah, um, the uh, Takachicho Gorge, Chiho Gorge, is it? That's All around right. that sort of way. I must admit, I didn't get to see that myself. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm relatively uh, well informed that it is excellent. Yes, the Chakachiho Gorge. I, I've never been there, mm. but that's like the, the thing to do in Miyazaki. It's mm. a really picture. And I didn't gorge. do it. <laughs> and he didn't do it. He went, and what did you, you went there when it was raining, right? So it was just because I went in June and it was, we were just constantly just chasing the weather, effectively. Oh uh, it should have been nice and warm. It was raining season, though. So Avoid Kyushu in June. Exactly. It's very wet down there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, all that kind of like course got some really interesting little towns and stuff. It would be a lovely drive mm. if you if you could drive. I can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nightmare. Oh dear. How do you get to Miyazaki? I, I flew. I right, flew. St- I flew with um, Air and Air. Right. That's uh, my only Air and Air flight. Very, I think very very fun, nice people on the flight. Right. Yeah. Why they fun time. and nice? I don't know. Just everyone seemed like vibey. It was a good vibe. I like Kyushu. Yeah. People are just nice down there. Yeah, no, people are in, people in Kyushu are very friendly. They are really nice mm. down to earth and more likely to kind of strike up a conversation with you than folks in Tohoku, I find. Hugely. Yeah. Hugely. 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 One of my catchphrases, hugely. <laughs> um, but no, I've never been to Miyazaki and that's the reason it's just a little bit difficult to get there mm. unless you fly directly to Miyazaki. Right. But it's on my hit list. Mm. I've got to get all 47 prefectures. I've got to go to Miyazaki this <laughs> year. Down. Tick that off my list. Mm. Um, my second place, place number three, is Kurashiki. Do you know mm. Kurashiki? Uh, I hear it's the Venice of Japan. Chris. It is the Venice of Japan. <laughs> You're reading the notes. You're cheating. Um, yeah, Kurashiki, it's a big city, but there's a historic quarter, the Bikan historic, historical quarter. I passed through it when I was doing my cycle right mm. across Japan. And it, it was, I never really didn't know anything about it. I'd heard it's the Venice of Japan, but you always take these things with a pinch of salt, right? They always say, every... it's the best in Japan. It's the best tree yeah. in Japan. It's the best bit of wood in Japan. Everything's the best thing in Japan somewhere. Uh, and they call that the Venice of Japan. And it was. I got, I remember part of my bicycle, got lost down some streets, and then all of a sudden there's this canal and people being punted down it gently mm. against this kind of beautiful backdrop, the Edo era buildings. Can you can you there punt was... can you punt down a, a river or a, or a body of water not gently? Like <laughs> aggressively tearing up. Aggressive punting. <laughs> Aggressive <laughs> punting. <laughs> but it's the sort of place, isn't it? It's crisscrossed stone bridges. There's, you know, old buildings and stores and warehouses. It's one of the few places in Japan that I've walked down the street and thought, wait a minute, what, what time am I in? What era is What's this? going on there's here? There's no cars or anything as well, right. so that's cool. Anywhere Maybe. where there's no cars is instantly good. Speedboats? There's no speedboats, <laughs> but they can be when you go there. Yeah. Can you imagine you, like, tearing up down the canals of Kurashiki on a speedboat, yeah. ruining it for everyone? Hello. <laughs> there was a really good level on Tomb Raider 2 uh, in Venice with a speedboat. Uh, down the little kind of like waterways of Venice. And I was thinking, that's a cool thing to do. You can reenact it in Japan. In yes. Um, but it's also the first place <laughs> in Japan to manufacture denim. Is that like, right? Like you do. I that yeah, on. I know, right? So they've had this beautiful town and they also love denim and make jeans there. So if you go to Kurashiki, have a bit of sail, have a sail down the down the canal on a speedboat and then get some new jeans. So do the punting guys, the uh, what do they call them? The gondola men. Gondola, do they, they, do they they're wear, gondola men now. Do they head to toe in double denim? They're wearing the finest denim, except they're not. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's a great place, and um, a lot of people skip straight past it because obviously yeah. it's in it's near Okayama, which is kind of equidistant between Himeji Castle and Hiroshima. So a lot right. of people just speed through it on the bullet train, myself included, up until last year. But if you get off the train at Okayama Station, my bullet train, hop on a local train for twenty minutes, you could be there in Kurashiki, in the historic quarter. Great place to spend the afternoon. Highly recommend it. 
quite not it's not very well known still despite mm. it so uh, yeah I highly recommend it fancy a bit of that yeah good job uh, can Number I four. can I interest you in a little bit of Kanazawa 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 oh, yeah, I went there briefly um, for a couple of days and I went to a sake festival uh, a festival I've spoken about a couple of times on this podcast uh, where I just drank sake for a couple of hours like had, a bit, had a bit of street food Kanazawa was always going to li- be on this list because he loves sake right <laughs> then had a little lie down See, you've got drunk in Kanazawa. Got drunk by myself, rolled around uh, with my free... It wasn't free, it was $5 for a beaker. Uh, (laughs) So I was just slamming different kinds of sake. Um, And uh, it's got a little ninja town in there. Right. Um, If you... I I took a bike and sort of rode down up and down the river for a bit, which is really lovely. Um, Not the most picturesque river in in Japan, obviously, but um, nice to watch the fishermen... It's no crash key. It's no crash key. Grabbing uh, grabbing fish out the uh, the river and... uh, Grabbing fish out the river? Just grabbing them like bears. Like Gollum. Just grabbing Gollum in Kanazawa. (laughs) And then uh, water in the Ninja Village, uh, also on my my little bike, on my little trike, and then uh, I went to a sake festival. Everything to play for. Sounds pretty cool. In Kanazawa. You know, I passed through Kanazawa on the journey across Japan on my Mm. cycle, and I think I was only there two days... And all I did was go to the street market because it was it was raining like mm. it was like the floodgates opened and it was really a real shame because I was looking forward to just wandering across the city so I was pretty much contained in the street market but the right. street market in Kanazawa was one of the best ones I've been to mm. in Japan did you go there uh, you was getting th- drunk weren't you was getting drunk man learning the ways of the ninja I had a one one man night out as well. <laughs> Is rolling around the, the places in uh, in Kanazawa a very limited nightlife I have to say rolling around. Rolling around, yeah, forward rolls. <laughs> so drunk, I was just forward rolling everywhere. Oh, it's the man, Standard. it's the gaijin who forward rolls through the town. <laughs> forward rolling gaijin. Stinking of booze. I Yeah, I'd love to go back, though. It's on my hit list. Um, mm. To get to Kanazawa, there's a bullet train from Tokyo, right? Yes, there is. No, it's, it's very quick. It's quite a new train, I think, thick. as well. Yeah, you can mm. get there in about 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. real quick, baby. Kanazawa. Uh, number, f- I've forgotten. What is it? <laughs> I think it five, might be four. Five. Four, five, five. One, two, three, four. Five. Five. Number five. Uh, Shidokami Sanchi. He sounds like a Cuban assassin. The heck? <laughs> Shidokami Sanchi. It's the place where you go to genuinely escape or bury your treasure. Um, <laughs> it is a kind of um, a forest in North Honshu. So if you took a map of Japan, um, you kind of look at the, the northernmost part mm. of Honshu. It's kind of there, slap bang in the top. Before you get to Sapporo. Before you get to Hokkaido mm. Island in general, I um, yeah I've been there uh, only once, and I was there to write an article mm. about Shirakami Sanchi. I think I was being paid by a magazine to just go around parts of North Japan and write what I thought. And I that was the morning where I got woken up by a North Korea missile. Ah, oh, that's where you. So that. I was like Shirakami Sanchi. It took like a long time to get there. You got a bullet train to Hirosaki, then like a local train to somewhere, mm. and then a car ride into the middle of the forest. Oh wow! And so there's a real sense of escape which I quite liked, and there's lots of bears around. It kind of makes things a little bit more intimidating and scary mm. and fun. But bears, bears and missiles. Bears and missiles, wow. yeah. And I thought, well, what could possibly go wrong here other than being eaten by bears? And, of course, the North Korean missile. It turns out that was the trajectory. Mm. The trajectory of the North Korean missile went over North Japan and Shirakami Sanchi was right on the flight path. Maybe they so were had... trying to kill the bears. Yes, Kim Jong-un's ruthless campaign to kill the bears of Japan. Can't rule it out. To <laughs> get rid of economic sanctions. <laughs> um, but... Bears and nuclear missiles aside, it was a lovely place. Um, we kind of trekked through the forest all afternoon, um, up a river, mm. across these waterfalls and things, up until the Ammon Falls. Um, there's these set of waterfalls that are 90 minutes into the forest. And the guy I was with had a little bell, and he rang it every time. He'd ring the bell every kind of 
few minutes. Every time you go around a corner, yeah. you have to ring this little bell to warn the bears, if there are any, mm. that you're coming. Because if you turn the corner and there's a big bear, the bear's like, what the fuck's that? And then we'll kill you and eat you. I'd so you worry. have to go and ring the bell, yeah. let the bear know you're coming, and the bear's like, all right, yeah, come on past. I would very much worry that the bear would see it as like a dinner bell. <laughs> Dinner's ready. <laughs> It's not Yogi Bear. No. <laughs> well, You're carrying a picnic basket. I've yet to see a bear in Japan, which I'm kind of glad about, to be honest, to be honest in hindsight. Mm. I've been in lot. some clubs, mate. I've been in some clubs. <laughs> There's, we've talked about in the podcast before. Mm. There's lots of bears now, Maury, though. Remember the story a few... I think it was back in 2018, there was the farmer on the orchard, and the bear just walked out and was like, I'm a bear! And the farmer just went, no, and punched the bear in the face <laughs> and scared the bear off. Yeah. And then they were married. <laughs> Man marries bear. So, you know, if you do confront a bear in Japan... Punch it on the nose. No, no, no don't do that. Get your uh, bell out first. But, you know, be wary. Um, Fantastic. Uh, well, yeah. Is there any uh, any jeans manufacturing uh, going on there? There's no jeans in Shirakami Sanchi. Just, just bears, imagining rivers bears, and missiles. bears in like a cut-off jean jacket. That would look <laughs> badass. Brilliant. There you mm. go. But no, it's a, it's a great place to escape. If you're kind of a hiker, mm. if someone likes to get out... Of the bit like bustling Tokyo, it's about a two-hour bullet train ride to Aomori, another hour to Hirosaki, and then a, a bus ride or rent a car to Shirakami Sanchi. It's a little bit of a journey to get to, but worth it if you're an outdoors person. Great place for a couple of days to escape. What have you got next, Mr. Donaldson? Number six. May I introduce you to Aoshima? Aoshima? Aoshima. 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 Blue Island? Is it Blue Island? Yes, I believe it probably is. That sounds good. Aoshima, basically down the course from Miyazaki, probably about an hour, with some of the local trains. They're very, very slow, unfortunately. But a beautiful ride, nonetheless. It's a really sleepy, kind of surfy kind of town. Once again, surfy. You love the. I love the surf. You love your surf. I love towns. the surf. Never surfed in my life. Love the surf. <laughs> love surfers. Um, there's this beautiful kind of bridge that takes you out past a. Um, it's called the Devil's Washboard, and it's all this volcanic rock. Sounds like something out of your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's doing the old Devil's Washboard again. Um, uh, yeah, the Devil's Washboard, and it's just like this uh, row after row after row of volcanic rock. Oh, cool. Uh, I've in, seen. I've seen a photo of it. Yeah, mm, is, is it kind of? Yeah, it looks. Doesn't it, look real. Almost. It looks kind like of it's like artificial. Regular almost. kind of um, racks of, of volcanic rock that wow. somehow, for some for whatever reason, uh, kind of kind of laid there for thousands of years, and it's uh, it's really really interesting. Well, I mean, Kyushu does have like a very kind of seismic volcanic setting, doesn't it? Mm. Um, it's kind of an ominous place, Kyushu. There are <laughs> things like that going on. Yeah, volcanic eruptions, like Mount Aso, of course. But uh, oh, awesome! How'd you get to it? Uh, again, you um, fly into Miyazaki and then just get a really slow train down the coast. So it's nice. Uh, but there are some beautiful kind of Airbnbs and little hotels there. Um, off season, not a lot to do. Uh, but on season, obviously, it's a bit more of a uh, an excursion. A lot more people around. Wonderful. I Wonderful. think there's like one Seven Eleven in the whole town, Brilliant. which is exciting. Because you because oh every town in in Japan has at least five Seven Elevens, but uh, this one's only got one, which is really odd for Japan. Only one Seven Eleven. Mm. God, how the people there survive! I know how they live. <laughs> uh, number seven, Hachinohe. It's a uh, it's a pretty cool place. I've been there a few times, but the the city itself is fairly ugly, industrial, and unappealing. Mm. In hindsight, whenever I drive through it, it's it's not a very pretty place. But <laughs> Hachinohe does have the biggest morning market in all of Japan. Not only that, but it has a really cool night kind of market, Yataimura called uh, Hiroko Yokucho. I've been there, I think I've been there four times. I was there actually just in November. I passed through it. Mm. But the um, the Tatehana Wharf Morning Market kicks off at about 4am. 
Oh, so naturally, it's it, yeah. I, I struggle. Much, I struggle it? to get up for four a.m. <laughs> but you can get there around six a.m. It's still going strong. Well, by eight a.m. It's actually kind of died off. Oh. Yeah. So what? It's a great place for going for the night. Go to uh, Hachinohe, stay there the night. Uh, in the evening, go to the kind of the night market, Minoku Yokocho. Check out the Yatai Mura stools. Go in and have a bit of fun. Eat, drink, be merry. Then go to bed early. Right. Uh, and get up at like 5am, hop in a taxi, go down to the morning market and enjoy the greatest market in all of Japan. And it is great. You know, you go down, there's like 200 stools on this port, kind of this kind of harbour. Mm. Um, it's kind of a really great atmosphere. There's loads of food. There's loads of people. There's kind of car boot sales and things. There's loads of things being sold. Oh, I love an antique market. It's great. Like when I was there, <laughs> there was a, there's a, the biggest stool. There is a uh, fried chicken stand where they sell fried chicken. <laughs> Draws the eyes and the stomach, doesn't and it? And the queues are always massive because yeah. fried chicken is just the best. Mm. As someone who's eaten a fair bit of fried chicken, <laughs> I can attest to this being amongst the best in Japan. Right. Uh, you can see it being like fried there and then in these like half dozen, like, like six or seven deep fat fryers on the go constantly. Mm. And they're just sticking them in and selling them. But uh, they're amazing. But right next to that, there was like someone just selling their car. Oh, right. Yeah, when I was there with Ryotaro. So... You can get pretty much anything. Can I have it at, fried? You can have a fried car. <laughs> Toyota Prius in the deep fat fryer. Um, you can pretty much get anything at Tatahana Wharf mm. Morning Market. Um, but I love it. It's only on, on Sundays. It's not on in the heavy winter months of December and January just because it's so damn cold in Aomori. Mm. But it's a great place for a kind of a one-night, two-day trip. And a lot of people tend to do it these days. And I, it's quite it's easy to get to as well. Mm. It's only two hours from Tokyo Station. To Hachinohe. So I say it's a great place for an escape, somewhere new, something different. If you're into food, brilliant place to visit. Highly Foodie heaven. I love Chris. It. Yes. Lovely. Uh, can I introduce to you um, a city by the name of Fukuoka? Fukuoka. <laughs> One of the few places I've actually been to. Uh, obviously, it's a city and it's very popular. It's a port town and obviously. It was around about the same place that uh, the Dutch arrived back in the day and stuff with all of their wares and their cheese and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, Fukuoka, obviously uh, a popular destination. But I would say out of the big three or four cities mm. in Japan, it never really gets a look in with people wanting to um, visit Japan, does it? They, they You know, they, they do their Osakas, they do their Kyotos, they do their uh, Himeji Castle, maybe Hiroshima. Nobody ever really sort of talks about Fukuoka. Yeah. It is a vibe. Everyone loves Fukuoka. Um, well, I was recently with the rock star Hyde when I did mm. the documentary. And I did some some of the interviews I had to cut out just to make it shorter, yeah. cut it down to 25 minutes so people would actually watch it. And, um, you know, I said to him, what's your favourite three places in Japan? Yeah. And his, I think his second one after Kyoto was Fukuoka. Mm. Um, he said the food there is just amazing. And I can attest to that. They've got yeah. some really great ramen. Yeah. My favourite thing in Fukuoka is just outside of Fukuoka, there's the Nanzoin Temple. Mm. And that's where they've got the reclining Buddha. I think it's about 26 metres in length. He's kind of just relaxing on his side. Incredible. I, obviously, I passed through there on journey across Japan, and that was one of my things I remember the most, the last parts of my journey. Just turning the corner and seeing this huge Buddha, the largest Buddha in Japan, I believe. Right. Um, it's not historic. It was made in, like, 1996, because <laughs> I think that the, the uh, Nanzo in Temple had a bit too much money to spend. 3D uh, printed. Over. So, yeah, get it done, bash it out. But I, I think even though there's no historic component to it, it's still just incredible structure, and it's made out of... Um, mm. Well, I'm not sure what it's made out of, actually. Fiberglass. Fiberglass and plasticine. <laughs> but no, it's an incredible site. Um, but um, yeah, Fukuoka is a great place. People love to live there. I actually looked at moving to Fukuoka when I was leaving Yamagata. Yeah. 
I kind of just, I was like, where should I live now? I can do whatever I want. Osaka, Sendai, mm. Fukuoka. I didn't choose Fukuoka in the end just because it is too far out yeah. where all my friends are in Tohoku. But uh, if I didn't have any friends in, in, in Tohoku, I probably would have moved to Fukuoka, to be honest. What's a Fukuoka to um, Tokyo train? Eight hours? It's quite a while, isn't it? It's quite, it's, it's quite a schlep, isn't it? Six like, hours. Six right? hours. Six yeah. hours. So not too bad, you know. You can do. You can go from Tokyo to Fukuoka by bullet train in about six hours. Yeah. But you just fly for like one hour, mm. and it's cheaper as well. <laughs> so yeah, going to Fukuoka is easy. Just fly. Takes about an hour and a half, I think. Right. You can get there for like five thousand yen, pretty cheap. Um, if you're into food, yes to Fukuoka. And if you're into reclining Buddhas, yes to Fukuoka. And if you want to live somewhere in Japan that's cool, Fukuoka. Get yourself to Fukuoka. Get the Fukuoka to Fukuoka. What does that mean? I don't know. I was trying right. to say a swear word. <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> Actually, my next place is kind of near Fukuoka, uh, and it's the city of Matsuyama mm. in Shikoku. Now, Matsuyama, I've been there twice, and it's always left a really good impression. It's one of my favourite city views in all of Japan. It's from Matsuyama Castle. Right. It's on a mountain in the middle of the city, slap bang in the middle of Matsuyama. And from there, the views are just incredible, because... Matsuyama is surrounded by the inland sea of Japan and also you've got the mountains of Shikoku as well on the other side. Um, it's just an incredible view. I find the people there are very friendly, very down to earth. Has a cool tram. Trams are good, aren't they? <laughs> You're a fan Everyone of loves trams. a tram. <laughs> and um, it's got some nice architecture. It's got Dogo Onsen, the most famous onsen in Japan. I, you can go in there and actually uh, have a bath. It's the onsen that inspired, uh, it was in Spirited Away, Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki Spirited Away. And... Yeah, it's a great place. I mean, I, I don't know if I... I've been in there. I did go in there. Mm. And I can't say it's the best onsen I've been in. It was mm. kind of cool, but there's better onsen. But you can go in there for the experience. Um, and also, Ishiteji Temple. Um, there's a really cool temple um, that has a 200-meter cave you have to go through to get out of the temple. Jeez. Which is something I've never had to do ever since. That was the first time I've ever done that. That was kind of unique. But I don't know. I just love the vibe of Matsuyama. It feels like a very livable uh, place, a very livable city. Um, and of course, you can get to places like Hiroshima pretty mm. quickly and easily over a two-hour ferry ride across the Inland Sea. But I think it's because it's in a really nice place, Inland Sea of Japan, um, but just a great vibe. Would love to live there one day. I know, mm. I know, I won't, but I would. Can I interest you in the um, flag of uh, Ehime um, Prefecture? What's it that? looks like some kind it's of got daffodil. Some oranges. What's it's like that? A daffodil. It's like yellow and green. Looks a bit like a what, like a kind of um, a breakaway African Republic, and then in the middle. <laughs> You've got a beautiful, beautiful flower. It's lovely, but it feels a bit odd. <laughs> I, I thought odd. I thought it was going to be a flag with an orange on it. Right, Satsuma's oranges for, are like okay, famous yeah. in Matsuyama. Right, that would make much more sense. A flag <laughs> with oranges on it. How cool would that be? Must Big. be good. But I'm I always tell it. people if you are coming to Japan to teach uh, and you get to choose where you get placed right, mm. put Matsuyama down. It won't disappoint you. And I it's, would. It, it's in such a good location as well. Mm. Slap bang in the middle. You can get to everywhere by sea and oranges. And if oranges. You like oranges, the sky. If you <laughs> all like the oranges, oranges you can ever have in Matsuyama, <laughs> but uh, it's great for like two nights. Fly from Tokyo takes about an hour, and of course, two-hour boat ride to Hiroshima. So lovely place, Matsuyama. Check it out, Chris. I love you. Just excellent, awkward silence. Excellent recommendations. Awkward. Every week, Are we, you uh, come up with something new. For someone to learn. I'm so excited I'm scared about going to like, Matsuyama. I feel like this is building up to something terrible. It's not. It's not building up to anything. It's, it's genuine, genuine niceness. Genuine niceness. I'm just happy. That's rare. Possibly I've had too many coffees. I don't know. It's a Monday. 
You have had a lot of coffee. I have. All right, what's your next place? All right, then. Can I interest you in a little bit of Kagoshima? Yes, I like Kagoshima. Big, big part of Kyushu, one of the biggest cities, you would say. Uh, on 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 the sort of sort of southwesty kind of coast, kind of yeah, it's at the most south um, craggedy round there, southeastern tip of Kyushu. Sakurajima mm. mm. um, is obviously the big uh, volcano. It's on its own island. People live there, and it is uh, very uh, not visible on a cloudy day. I when I was in Kagoshima, I saw it very clearly. Yes, I know you did. Apart from all the tourists blocking my view, <laughs> obviously Kagoshima was my last destination on mm. my um, cycle. We got to the, you know, got to the viewing point overlooking mm. Kagoshima after cycling relentlessly for two mm. months. And all I could see was just a crowd of people. Actually, no, I had the perfect shot. I was like doing a selfie filming session, you know, with mm. the camera. And then like a busload of tourists from various places in Asia rocked up and they all just stood in front of me, pushed me out of the way <laughs> quite aggressively. And uh, yeah, it was a weird end to a, a long journey. Yeah, but, but the, the thing view is, Chris, was good. The thing is, Chris, you, you before the uh, journey started, you gave it the big licks. You said, I'm going to end up in Kagoshima and I'm going to go to Sakurajima and I'm going to um, take my bike off <laughs> and, and jump over the volcano. Take my bike and off. And then like you e. saw how big it was and you wussed out. I... <laughs> that was going to be the big finish to journey across Japan doing a BMX stunt over the top of a volcano. Oh, I don't But you wussed that. out. Absolute <laughs> worst out. You know what though? When I was there, Sakurajima was smoking quietly in the background. Yeah, that's why you that's didn't what... do it. <laughs> yeah, for good reasons. Death. Um, Sakurajima. Yeah, it's the coolest volcano in Japan. It is mm. all smoking. They people in Kagoshima have to use umbrellas to the shield ash. themselves from the ash that ah. rains down on the city frequently. Cool. Which is kind of crazy. Scary. It reminds me of the volcano at Disney Sea in Tokyo. In the middle of Disney Sea theme park, there is a volcano smoking away. Never had the pleasure. And it's like that. Sounds uh, very. Doesn't sound particularly carbon neutral. <laughs> is Disney Sea on my list? No. No. Is no. It on your list? No. no, it's not, right. no it's but Kagoshima, great place, mm. great food, wonderful people. Of all the cities I've visited in Japan, second only to Osaka, Kagoshima is the city where you're most likely to have a fun conversation with a stranger. I would say. Cool. They're really nice. They just love talking to you. Yeah. They'll just come out and be like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" Like, "Oh, YouTube." And they're like, "Whoa, beautiful place to take photos as well." Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Cool. Kagoshima. Like um, it. My place. Is it 11 now? I think we're 11. Whoa! And my last place is one of Japan's largest islands. It used to be a place for political exiles. It's home to Japan's biggest gold mine, or was. No gold now, unfortunately. Uh, and it's Sado Island, right, off the coast of Niigata, about 50 kilometres into the Sea of Japan. A lovely island. Avoid it in winter. I went in winter once. It was awful. Then I went <laughs> in not winter. It was great. Right. Um, I went with Ryotaro, um, and we felt like we had the whole... We kind of went in March, just between winter and spring. Um, it was picking up a bit. There was no other tourists around, so we felt like we had the whole island to ourselves. But mm. uh, what I like about Sado Island is it's like all the best parts of Japan stuffed into one little island, and you get a car and you drive across it, you can have a lovely road trip. Um, a lot of people were exiled there throughout history. For some, It, it was like, because it was seen as this remote place. Mm. I suppose why it's only 50 kilometres, back then, in the olden times, it was kind of, a little bit tricky to get there, and you had like horrible seas to contend with. But uh, you've got you to get, get your you've got to get your uh, dissidents there, though, haven't you? I mean, you you, you got to think responsibly. It's no <laughs> point in sending it to send them to Vladivostok. You got to get across the Sea of Japan. Let's like, just send them there. And the Sea of Japan is pretty dicey in winter. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, you wouldn't get across that. Um, but because the exiles of you know these political exiles wanted their own slice of Japan, their own slice of Kyoto while they were there, they built 
kind of replicas of certain things, like the Kiyomizadera temple in Kyoto, the most iconic temple, everyone loves it. Mm. They were like, we want that now, we want that here. So they built their own one called uh, Seisuji. Cool. And whilst it's not, you know, it's not anywhere near the same size, it's quite cool. I went there with Ryotaro and it's like hidden away on this island. It's very old and degraded, going back hundreds of years. It kind of feels like it's been forgotten. But nevertheless, it was kind of awesome just standing there on this Seisuji temple together, just thinking... You know, for people going back hundreds of years, this would have been their answer to Kyoto. Mm. Um, but there's places like that that crop up over and over. There was a, there was a golden um, there was a gold mine there, which these days is staffed by terrifying animatronic robots, <laughs> hundreds of animatronic robots. Right. And the gold mine, when we were there, there was no one in it. It was just us walking through it. It takes like half an hour to, to get through it. Through, yeah. And there's just hundreds of animatronic robots working away at the gold mine. That's and it's so really cool. creepy. Yeah, it's kind of really cool. That's awesome. I like that. Um, That's the thing about Japan. Every prefecture, every city, something bad shit is going on. It's yes. just great. Gold mines staffed by animatronic robots. I like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's, like, there's other thing. There's um, the Tatsukame. Fat, I can't. There's the. I can't say it. <laughs> More coffee required. Insert coffee now. The uh, Tatsukame Beach. Right. It's a beach uh, that was listed as like one of the top 100. Beaches of Japan. Mm. It's one of those lists that probably isn't needed. No. Um, but the beach is amazing. It stretches out into the sea, and there's an island off the coast of Sado Island. There's more islands. And to get to the island, there's like a beach that goes out to it. And the beach is surrounded by seas on both sides. It's very picturesque, beautiful. Loved it. One of my favourite beaches that I've ever stumbled across in my time in Japan. Um, but yeah, it's just a lovely place. They've got taiko drumming as well. They've got the um, the Earth Celebration, the annual music festival by an acclaimed Kodo Taiko drumming group um, so it's got loads going for it and I think if you want to escape a little bit of the mainland if you want to mm. get out and escape somewhere Sado Island is that perfect escape place uh, you get a car go there for two nights drive around it see these beautiful temples relax on the beaches enjoy it have a slice of Japan all to yourself I think that's the real appeal of Sado and uh, yeah I'd love to go back but to get there you get the bullet train to Niigata then you grab a two hour ferry and it's really not that remote they mm. call it remote but it's not no no Compared to how remote some of the other islands are. Yes. But you'd like it. Shame you can't drive, because I don't oh. know how you can get around it if you can't drive. Not for the people who are on the roads. <laughs> Not a shame for them at all. Uh, what's frankly. your last place, though, Mr. Well, Dawson? Your last place, number 12. You, I'm glad you ended with me. Yamagata. Yamagata. Yamagata one of my well, first hey. tastes of uh, places outside of uh, Tokyo. Uh, I was joined by you, Chris. You showed me around a little bit. Went to um, Sakata. Uh, met a hotelier who stole your cider. <laughs> who... He's in London soon. He is, yeah. He got in touch and yeah. he, he wants to go to the Watford-Liverpool match. And he's gonna try he's and, I'm going to try and get him some tickets. Oh, wow. Yes, so, yeah. uh, a few years ago, the first time we met in Japan, um, mm. Pete was coming up north to Sendai and I mm. offered to take him on a whirlwind tour of Yamagata, the place where I lived and worked as a teacher for three years. And the place that I still see as my spiritual kind of home in Japan. Mm. Yamagata has always been a bit of a, j- a joke place in Japan. You tell people, oh, you know, I lived in Yamagata. And they're like, eh. It seems like <laughs> this backwater place quiet, where yeah. nothing happens. And yeah. yet, objectively, not because I live there, but objectively, it is one of the most beautiful prefectures I've been to in Japan. It's amazing. Um, and where I lived on the plane, the Shonai Plain, we had these, you know, the big volcano, Mount Chokai, you've got the Sea of Japan, you've got the mountains. It just felt like a nice microcosm of Japan, this beautiful mm. place. The food's great. The best ramen I've ever had is there. Um, and yeah, I felt very privileged to call it home. There's some wonderful places. We went to. Uh, Hagaro Temple mm-hmm. uh, I showed you around there and I went there with Ryotaro once and we did this um, Yamabushido training in the snow which is very bloody cold and then he got <laughs> frostbite 
Uh, but remember the five-story pagoda? I do, yeah. Stunning. That was, that was, a, that was a lovely, a beautiful waterfall next to it. There was a lovely waterfall there, and there mm. still is. Yeah. You got some nice <laughs> selfies, didn't you, for your Did. Instagram? Get some nice... That's <laughs> <laughs> all you're about. <laughs> you know yeah. me, I'm an influencer. I think Yamagata is a great place for a road trip. Yeah. Again, get a car, yeah. road trip around it. Can be a little bit inaccessible, but from Haneda Airport to Shonai Airport, it only takes 50 minutes. So when I lived there, though it was technically quite far from Tokyo and a little bit tricky to get there. You can just fly in 50 minutes. You feel like a cheat code had been used. Whenever you go to Tokyo, it was quite expensive. I had to use like half my month's salary as a teacher to get to Tokyo if I flew. But mm. it felt like using a cheat code. Yeah. Because if you went any other way, it would take like two days and it just would, would go on and on. Smashing stuff. But yeah, I'm glad I got to take you to Yamagata though. I'm glad Even I went. Even if I got a speeding ticket because of you, talking to me while I was driving you across it. I got my first ever speeding ticket because of Pete Donaldson and Yamagata. Yeah, and I'll do it again. I put some <laughs> put some nitros in his car. You bastard. <laughs> but there you go, guys. 12 places to re- I recommend, we recommend. Um, yeah, I hope if you come to Japan, you can visit at least one of them and get outside Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka and go and try somewhere a little bit new, a little bit fun, a little bit adventurous. All of the memories I have, the good memories, are have been outside of the major cities, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like all the all my favourite moments usually are are those sort of places. Yeah. Uh, another good place in Yamagata is Yamadera Temple, which looks a bit like the temple where Bruce Wayne trained to become Batman in Bhutan. <laughs> That's why I like that place. Yamadera is beautiful. Right. Um, I had a photo of it on my business card for the longest time. <laughs> then I realised in Japan don't have a business card that shows off. It needs to look kind of crappy, and quite humble, rubbish, and humble. Right. Okay. And that wasn't humble. No. It was a colour printed business card with rounded edges, no less. You think you're in American Psycho? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> American Tycho. But yeah, uh, anyway, guys, um, there you go. There's our list. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But... 
if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Now, speedy Japanese. Speedy Japanese. Speedy Japanese. It's back for 2020. We like to uh, teach Pete some new words every week, Mm -hmm. and you guys. As we've done kind of travel-based stuff, the two words this week are travel-based, and the first one is reservation. Oh, Do you know the word reservation? I don't. Yoyaku. 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 I wonder what the... I wonder what the... How that came about. (laughs) There's someone playing with a yo-yo and a yak. Yeah, yoyaku. There you go, yoyaku. Yeah. But yeah, yoyaku suru. It's a verb, yoyaku mm. suru. And uh, you can say like, yoyaku shitai. I want to reserve something. Or yoyaku gaarimasu. Yoyaku gaarimasu. Oh, I have a reservation. I'm holding a reservation. Yoyaku. I've only ever sort of booked stuff online. So maybe maybe I need to start doing that. Just walking into a place and go, <laughs> yoyaku onegashimasu. <laughs> yoyaku bitches! Brilliant. That'd go down I well. need a yoyaku, or baby! Could, or you could go, あの、予約したい。予約したいんですけど。予約したい。予約したい。I have a roster passport. <laughs> I don't know where my passport is. <laughs> oh boy. But there you go, the second uh, the second phrase is uh, do you know what room services in Japanese? Uh, I think it's probably a um uh, what's it called? Gairaigo. Gairaigo. Foreign borrowed word. Foreign borrowed word, yeah. So yes. probably Room service. Or Good. Yes, room service. If you want room service in Japanese, you could say, Room service. Cool. Yeah. Room service. Actually, that's not entirely accurate. It's room. 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 Room service. You'd think that um, room, I guess because it's it's an Americanized, because they clearly had it on like telly or something, like room service. Or, like, <laughs> room if, service. If like room, because <laughs> like they've got the word for room, and right. they've got the word for service, but they just thought, you know what? Everyone knows what room service is. Let's yeah, be convenient. global. Yeah, it is. Room service. Well done. Well done. I like speedy Japanese. It's it is back. Good, isn't it? I'm, I'm learning back. things because I'm. The best I'm done I this can't year, be so bothered learning it myself. <laughs> so brilliant. Doing like some enforced weekly um, verbiage work or nounage work that would that would help me out a lot. Well, we've got a question on the fax machine that does relate to Japanese learning this week. Cool. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete, the Japanophile. My name is Josh from Hartlepool. That's oh, where you're from. That's where I'm from. Exactly and I'd like to know how Japanese people react to questions when no is a direct answer. Considering it's such a direct, indirect culture, would they just say no, or is there another way they would react? Thanks for the podcast. All the best. Josh, what is your answer to that question? I don't know. Well, people don't say no, do they? No. If you go, you know, have you got this in stock? And they don't go, they, you know, if you want to buy... The apology happens immediately. Yeah, well, they'll just be like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. It's, it's kind of sold out. They would be yeah. like, do you have this in stock? No. They just go, oh, sorry, it's sold out. <laughs> sorry, it's sold out. Or difficult. 
On a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 